All right, good evening. Ready to get started. Starting all the way at the top of the page here in this new parak of Shanasa, this very lengthy Mishnah that we started learning yesterday, speaks about the differences and similarities between a Cheresh and a Katan and a Shote, v'chule, 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 with the many, many, many cases that were presented in the Mishnah. And today we're going to continue the analysis of some of the uh, some of the similarities and differences. And here's one right at the top of Kufir Yemalam When a Ktana is in marriage and she marries a coin, she's allowed to eat Truma. Yet, Yet a Chareshes is not allowed to eat Truma if she's married to a coin. So it says the Gemara, first of all, how do we know that that's the case? And the Gemara responds, top of Kufir Gemal Amad Aleph, three lines down, it's none, because the Mishnah writes, Hey, Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada had testified, that if there was a Chareshes whose father married her to a man, that she would be able to be divorced with a get. And here's the line that we need. So it says the Gemara, we see explicitly here in this Mishnah that a Ketana who marries a Kohen is allowed to eat Shuma. However, what's missing in the Mishnah? So we see that by omission, we see that a Chareshes is not able to eat Shuma if she's married to a Kohen. So why is it that when a Ketana is married to a Kohen, she is allowed to eat Shuma? But when it comes to a Chareshes, she is not allowed to eat Shuma. And to this, the Gemara responds as follows. The Gemara's answer is eight lines down, seven lines down. We're, con- we're concerned about a case of a uh, of where the where both of them, the coin is also a cheresh, cheresh and a chereshes, and the marriage is all derabana. Says the Gemara, that's a ridiculous. The whole the girl, the katana's marriage is also derabana. Says Gemara, who cares? Let her eat it. What's the big deal? Katan ochel nevelosu. The basic halachic status of both of these people, the katana who is married to the coin and the chareshes who is married to a coin, is in the parameters of katan ochel nevelos. What does that mean? That means that if you have a little child at home and that little child decides to pick up some. Uh, some milk and meat and stick it in his mouth. No, but we don't, he's a he's a one year old. We don't we don't make the, we don't feed it to them on purpose. We're not machil be a dime trefos. But in this case, if it's katan ochel nevelos, okay, it's no big deal. So both of their marriages are derabban, and she's a katana. The other one's a chareshes. Why should we distinguish between them? After all, it should be the same. Says the Gemara. Oh. Because we're concerned that maybe the Cheresh, who's a Kohen, is married to a regular woman. And a regular woman is not in the category of a Katan Ochel Nevela. She has a real din that, she's, uh, that she can only eat the Truma. She, in fact, she's married to a real Kohen. And this marriage is a bit of a sham marriage. It's a marriage Darabana. Says the Gemara, We should still allow her to eat Truma as long as that Truma is only halachically Midrabanan. Granted, we would not allow her to eat Truma Doraisa because the marriage is only Darabanan. That we understand. But maybe we should say that this wife, if the Pikachas, who's married to a Cherish, can eat Truma that's derabanan, says the Gemara, no. So the Gemara concludes with the following. We had asked the following question, why is it the Bayaktana that when she's married to a coin, that she's allowed to eat Truma, but not by a Cherish, after all, but not by a Chareshes. After all, a Chareshes and a Ktana are similar in that their marriages are all derabanan. And the Gemara concludes that there's a snowball concern about the Chareshes, that she may end up marrying, that a Cherish could marry a that a cherish can marry a pikachas, a regular woman, and then end up feeding her shumadorasa. Did you have a question? Oh, okay. Says the Gemara, 12 lines down. Another question of comparative comparisons within from our Mishnah. Umaishnoktana de Islak Suba. Umaishnochareshes de Lesluk Suba. 
Why is it that when it comes to a katana, she gets married at the age of 11, 10, whatever it is, she does have a, a marriage contract, she has a ksuba. And says the Gemara, the reason why we needed it to be that a chareshes shouldn't have a ksuba is that we don't want her to have two strikes against her. It's already difficult enough to marry someone who has these types of challenges. And now you're going to say that the husband's going to be forced to give her a ksuba if their marriage falls apart too much. I'm just not going to marry her. And says the Gemara, they'll hold back from marrying her and then no one will marry her. And we don't want her to be stuck as a single chareshes her whole life. We'd rather her get married and okay, so the husband will, she'll have to forego the ksuba if she wants to get married. But it was kind of trying to balance out the scenario. She's a chareshes, ksuba is only derabanan. Let's forego the ksuba so that there's more of a chance that she'll get married. On the flip side, she could be divorced pretty much flippantly, but that's a risk that she has to be willing to take in order to get married in the first place. Says the Gemara, in explaining each of the shitas, uh, the kat, the ktana, and the chareshes, uktana minolan di isla ksuba, how do we know that a katana has a ksuba in the first place? Says the Gemara, the Gemara did not. We have a Mishnah that says explicitly that a katana has a ksuba. Third of the way down, Kufi Gimel Amadalev. A girl who does miyun, uh, when there is a relationship, that has an isra status, if the girl is infertile, this is not the part of the Mishnah we need. Aval, these three women are yotza b'ksuba, a yotza beget, and viktana yeshla ksuba, black on white. We see that viktana has a ksuba. So that was the question we had asked. And v'chareshes milan delas ksuba, how do we know that chareshes doesn't have a ksuba? So to this, the Gemara says as follows. It's a little bit of a diuk from a brisa. The Tanya, chereshes shotesh and asupikhos, if you have a chereshes, or a shote, a deaf mute, or someone who uh, who is insane, and they marry a pikeach, a woman who is normal. Even if the cheresh became healed, and even if the person who was insane became sane, no tainas at all. The whole thing is bad. If you want to give her a ksuba, you can. So that's case number one in the Brisa. Case number two, a normal man, a normal man who marries a woman who's either a deaf mute or who is insane. Even if he writes a massive ksuba to her, a huge amount of money, he wanted it to be held against him uh, in regards to the marriage so he could marry this person and be committed to her. And says the Gemara, the Duke, that's important to us. Time That's because he wanted to. But if he didn't want to, then... She would have no ksuba at all for the same rationale that we said before. That in that case, uh, there's no need for a ksuba because, as mentioned, like we saw earlier, we're concerned that the double strike will leave her in a scenario where no one's going to want to marry her if she's both a chareshes and she has a ksuba. So that's too much to bear. No one's going to marry her. And then the chachamim were concerned about that. So they made it. So they made it that uh, we, she only has one strike against her. Asks the Gemara, Ihachi, says the Gemara, what about the reverse? Pikachas, if you have a, a woman who's a pikachas, lecheresh, and she's married to a cheresh, well, this woman's not a pikachas. She doesn't have two strikes against her. So if a cheresh is married to a pikachas, so then liskan laksuba, dim kain, mim noe And then if that's the case, no one's going to marry him. That's, that's a problem in the reverse way, says the Gemara. And this is a psychological slash halachic svara, says the Gemara, a little bit more than halfway down, three lines before the wide lines. And this Gemara is going to be quoted again in Ksubis and in Gittin. Yoser Misha Ish Rotsalisa, more than it is that a man wants to get married. Isha Rotsalihinase, a woman wants to be married. And therefore, this woman is willing to marry the man, even if there is not going to be a Ksuba. Uh, and she's still going to be willing to marry him because a woman has a greater pining to be married. 
the OU just did a study on singles. Uh, there was some, uh, some research that was in the face of this, actually, that we saw that a woman would rather live uh, a single life but healthier, and a man would rather marry a Vidyavid marriage, something along those lines. I don't remember the exact details. I have to... What? Yeah, yeah, that's the Gemara Svara. It's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be an equivalent to Nishtana Hatvay. The principles have changed from then to now. Yeah. Okay, says the Gemara two thirds of the way down. Story. There was a Cheresh, there was a man who was a deaf mute who lived in the community of Rav Malkio. And Rav Malkio was, uh, according to some of the Mephorshim, he was this person's apotropos. He was this person's uh, responsible guardian, whatever it was. And Ansebe Itza, he married the Cheresh to a woman. And basically, she had a massive ksuba of 400 zoos. We know our, our, our ksubas now are Tumasayim zoos, or 200 zoos. And really, half of that is addition. It's 100 is the critical part. And then Umosif lay on his own an extra 100 zoos. Sachakol, Masayim is a kukin of tzar. That's like the language of the ksuba. We're familiar with that language. This is 400, just double what our regular basula contract would read. Omar Rava, Rava says about Rav Malkio, man chakim ki Rav Malkio de Gavar Rabbah. What a brilliant, uh, what a brilliant rabbi Rav Malkio is. This apotropis who's responsible for taking care of this man is a cherish. Why is he so great? Because he says the following svara. Kasavar, iluratza, iluratza shifcha Let's say the cherish needed, um, needed uh, some help in the house. He would go hire someone, wouldn't he? Milozav Of course he would. See, but this way, when he puts money into the ksuba, all the more so in this case, it's a twofer. Not only does he get someone to help him around the house, but he gets to be married. So he says, a brilliant move. You, you put your money in that basket because he got two, killed two birds with one stone. Instead of just hiring help around the house, he hired, oh, he, he hired, he, he got married. So that was Ramalkio's great chop and Rubba praised him for it. The Gemara is now going to um, dig in a little bit with a, uh, a case where, um, where a man inadvertently slept with the wife of a cheresh. So let's say Chaim the cheresh, is, uh, he, has his, he has his medical issues, he has his uh, cognitive issues, whatever they are, and he marries a regular piquer. So then the Gemara is going to have two versions of the statement of Shmuel. Here's version number one, second of the wide lines. Amar of Chia Barashi Amar Shmuel. Eishas Cheresh, if there is, uh, let's say Chaim's wife is, uh, is, uh, is Leah, so Chaim the Cheresh is married to Leah, Ein Chayav and Leah Asham Talui. You're not going to be Chayav and Asham Talui. An Asham Talui is a korban that is brought in scenarios of Suffolk. If it were a Vadai, then it would be a Chatas. If, an, if he knew that he did the shogeg of sleeping with uh, the Eishas Cheresh, then it would have been, for sure, there's a korban chatas. Here, there's an element of suffix. So this version of Shmuel says that Eishas Cheresh, if a man, b'shogeg, sleeps with, an, with a cheresh, with the Eishas Cheresh, then ein chayav in aleha asham talui. And the Gemara says, lema, perhaps, misayele, maybe Shmuel has a Mishnah that supports him. Is it a Mishnah? No, it's probably, it's, it's a Mishnah Maseches Trumas. So it says the Gemara, what's the Mishnah that indicates, similar to Shmuel, that uh, the Eishas Cherish, they're really effectively not married at all, and that's why there's no Asham Talui, because the Mishnah Truma says, Chamisha lo yitromu, there are five people that should not give Truma, v'im tarmu, and even if they did, ain't Trumas on Truma, their Trumas are zeros. Ve'iluhein, Cherishot of a the Cherish is critical for our case, because we're talking about a Cherish, the Cherish is Trumas a zero. Uh, and somebody who gives 
truma when it doesn't even belong to him. And Obed Kochavim gives truma on behalf of a Jew, but without, uh, even with permission of the Jew, he's not allowed. Ain't truma, so truma. So we, what do we see from here? That the Cheresh is a zero. The Cheresh is not, it's a nothing. And the same should be true by Shmuel. Shmuel said that if a man, Bishogeg, slept with Chaim's wife, Chaim the Cheresh, they slept with Leah, that there shouldn't, there shouldn't even be, there's no Eshes Ish, there's no marriage, and therefore there's no Asham Talui. It's an Isser Doraisa, but there's no Isser of uh, being with somebody else's wife. So maybe we should say that this Brisa, this Mishnah, excuse me, is similar to the Sheet of Shmuel. The Gemara says no. Shmuel actually disagrees with this Mishnah. Who the Amar Kirabi Elazar? He holds like the sheet of Rabbi Elazar, a different Tana. What does this new Tana say? The Tanya, Rabbi Yitzchak Omer Mishum Rabbi Elazar, Truma Scheresh, Lo Teitze Lechulim Nebneshu Safek. So what do we see from Shmuel? The Shmuel holds like Rabbi Elazar, that really the marriage of a Cheresh is considered a Safek. So then the Gemara asks the next obvious question. Isvira le, Isvira ki Rabbi Shmuel, yeah, that should be the addition. If in fact Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shmuel that there is an element of suffix, well then why wasn't there a korban if the man slept with Chaim's wife? You, that was Shmuel's whole line. Shmuel said that if a man slept with Chaim's wife with Leah, because their marriage is a zero, there's not even an Asham Talib. But if you hold like Rabbi Lazar that there is a suffix by a cherish, then Dafka there should be a korban of Asham Talui says the Gemara. If he hold, if Shmuel holds like Rabbi Lazar, Asham Talui nami lechayev. Then of course Shmuel should have said that the man who slept with Leah should be held accountable for Asham Talui. So then the Gemara gets into a very very lamdish idea, simple but lamdish, a very deep idea. It says the Gemara that when it comes to an Asham Talui, how do we define the type of suffix? There's different types of sveikos. What is the type of suffix, the, proto- the prototype of a suffix that triggers an asham talui? We need it to be that when there's an asham talui, there's two pieces of meat. One's kosher, one's treif. I ate one, I don't know which one. When there are two entities, and I don't know which one I partook of, then that's when we have an asham talui. What's our case over here? One woman. We, we just don't know what the status of her marriage is, but there's only one entity. So says the Gemara, that's how Shmuel could get out of this pickle. Yes, we hold like Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar holds that the Cherish is a suffix, but it's not the type of suffix that would bring about an Asham Talui, because the type of suffix that brings about an Asham Talui would require there to be two women. What would the case be? It's a Rachel and Leah scenario. Uh, the, the Yaakov goes into the bedroom and he's intimate with the person in the room. And then in the morning, he sees that there are in fact two people there and he doesn't know who he was intimate with. That would be a case where there's an Asham Talui, Suffolk. I don't know what happened, for sure. But here in our case, where a man was intimate with Chaim's wife, with Leah, Chaim the Cherish's wife, that's not a Suffolk of which person. She's only one entity, and therefore it doesn't trigger an Asham Talui, says the Gemara. But even that idea, is not really correct. Says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom. Is it correct that Rebbe Lazar says that we only bring an Asham Talui when the Suffolk is one of this or that, where there's two chatichos, it's not true. Ve'atanya, we have a b'risa. <clears throat> Rabbi Elezer Omer, koi, or kvi, there are different ways to read the word, koi is an animal that is a safek behema <clears throat> and safek chelev. The difference between an animal that's a behema and a chelev, <laughs> a koi is an animal that is a safek behema, safek chayev. 
Uh, behemoth is, of course, larger animals like cows, and a chaya is a smaller animal like a goat or a sheep. The big nafkamina between a behemoth and a chaya is whether the chaylev of that animal is mutter. In a behemoth, it's usher to eat the chaylev, and in a chaya, it's mutter to eat the chaylev. This koi, we don't know what it is. It's this kind of hybrid of animal of sorts. We don't know if it's a behemoth or if it's a chaya, and therefore, we don't know what the nature is of the chaylev. Is it behemoth and usher, or is it chaya and mutter? So what does Rabbi, Rabbi Elazar say? Koi, chaya Oh, so that goes into the face of the idea of tuchatichos, because it's not tuchatichos, it's one animal. It's just the koi. You shech the animal, you eat the chaylev, you did one thing wrong. There are no two animals that we're choosing from. Ah, you wanted to say the Rebbe Lazar, the reason why we said that when a man is intimate with Chaim's wife, with Leah, the reason why he's putter from the Asham Talui isn't because she's a suffix, she's for sure a suffix, but she's a single individual. So is the Koi. And Rebbe Lazar there says that they're Chaim and Asham Talui. So says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. Really what Shmuel is doing is he's kind of picking and choosing which elements of Rebbe Lazar he likes. Shmuel Shmuel does hold like Rebbe Lazar in one way, in that Yes, there is a huge suffix here about the status of the marriage of a cheresh. However, he doesn't agree with Rebbe Lazar in regards to the coin. The Ika de Amre, some say, and this is version two of Shmuel, some say that Shmuel's line was different. Version one of Shmuel was that a man who's intimate with, with Chaim's wife, with Chaim the cheresh's wife, that there's no asham talui. Here, the line is the reverse. The Ika de Amre, three lines from the bottom. Amr of Chia Barashi, Amr Shmuel, Eishas cheresh chayyavin aleha asham talui, the exact opposite. Ay, meisvei chamisha lo yitromu. The Gemara doesn't quote the whole Mishnah, we just learned it. That Mishnah and Trumos indicated that there's a zero for the cheresh, you can't even give Truma, he has no bilas at all, nothing. So then the Gemara says, if that's true, then how could we be chayv and asham tali? Their marriage is also a zero, says the Gemara. Sabr la karebalaza, that really there is a suffix in regards to a cheresh. I bar Ravashi, I need to understand a little bit more, says Ravashi, my time of the Rebelazar. What is the rationale of the sheet of Rebelazar in regards to the suffix? Says the Gemara, beautiful hakira. Is it mifshat pshitale? Is it very obvious to Rebbe Lazar, that the Cheresh has a very low level of intellect? Uh, he has a low IQ. I don't know what a low IQ is. An 80? Is that very low? Sounds very low. Let's just go with an 80. I don't know what the real numbers are. He has daitaklishtahu. He's an 80. However, within the 80, he has clarity. Okay? So within the 80, umiu the knowledge that he has is it silusa, is it clear? really his, his knowledge is really sharp with what he's capable of doing. So he can't do high-level calculus, but basic math he's very good at. That's called das. Or, says the Gemara, oh, Dilma Pshitale, the Daita Klish, he's a very low IQ, the Lav Daita Tzilusahu, and he doesn't have clarity, even in the lower levels of the IQ. And maybe the element of suffix that we have here is that, what do we mean when we say this person is not well? Sometimes he's crazy and sometimes he's fine. We just don't know what he is right now. So this is the Chakira of the Cheresh. Do we say that the Cheresh has a low IQ but whatever he has within his IQ, he has das or no. And the Gemara says, what's the difference? The my nafkamina. The Gemara presents a brilliant and simple nafkamina. The difference is, <laughs> can a man who is a cheresh create a scenario of get for his wife? 
What are the two sides? If you say, yes, he has a low IQ, but he could understand the sentence of, I'd really like to divorce my wife. If he's that smart, he's an 80 IQ, but he knows what he's saying. He's cognitively present. He's just not, not the brightest guy in the room. Then then it should be the same way that he was able to get married. And he understood the principle of he could also say, no problem. However, if you say no, the challenge with the Cheresh is that sometimes he's on and sometimes he's off, and he's really not chaddaita, he's not sharp in the mind, then we have a huge problem. Then he can get married, at least he's married, because half the time he's fine and half the time he's not. However, mine. There, he wouldn't be able to, because we don't know what level of, we're not going to generate a mamzer because of his lack of dust. That we're not going to do. That's not possible. So therefore, the Gemara says, my, and the answer is, teku. We don't know what the cheresh is. And throughout Shas, we have cheresh shot And this is good to store away in the memory banks. Is a cheresh someone who has a low IQ, but is otherwise clear within their capacity? Or no, are they itim chalim, the itim shot, chakira and shas? We had said about a case in our Mishnah on the previous, uh, in the previous plot, Nishtate, said if a woman became uh, insane, Amar of Yitzhak, Dabar Torah, Shota Misgareshes, that a woman who is a Shota, she can be divorced. Why can a Shota be divorced? She has no Das, says the Gemara, because we don't need her to have Das. Why not? Because really, if a man takes a get, we don't do this. It's not the right way to do things. If a man takes a get, what? Correct. Correct. It can't be done this way. Midoraisa is absolutely correct. If he takes a get, a kosher get, and he throws it into her daladamos, and not let's just say in her inner chater. Let's get to be clear. She's divorced, even against her will. So if a pikachas is against her will, divorced, then who cares if the shota is a shota? I mean, she can be divorced. She's not trapped in marriage forever because she's a shota. It's easier to divorce the shota. Says the Gemara, Umatam Amru Why is it that the Chachamim were still of the opinion that the Shota should not be divorced? We don't want her to be taken advantage of. She's a Shota, she's not well. People who don't always have uh, the right social boundaries are easier to take advantage of. So the Gemara says, You're right, Midorai said there's a divorce. We don't want that to happen to her. We're going to leave her. Well, uh, hold on. That's what we'll see in the Gemara. We'll see in the Gemara. Says the Gemara as follows. What is the case here when we say that this woman is uh, is What's the case? Elema that she's a shota to the degree She's crazy, but she knows how to watch over a document of a get, and she knows how to be shomer on herself. Well, if that's the case, If that's the case, we don't have to worry about her. She's fine. Uh, that can't be. Ella, it must be the ain yodas lishmor logita velo atzma. It must therefore be that she doesn't have the capacity to watch over her get or to watch over herself. So says the Gemara. If what we're talking about is a complete shota, she is a woman who does not know how to measure her faculties at all. She doesn't know how to watch over the get document. She doesn't know how to take care of herself. If that's true, davar Torah shota miskareshes. Is it in fact true that a shota could be compared to a pikachas where there's just a forced hand? And just like by the pikachas, if we threw the get into her she'd be divorced. So could a pikachas. That's not true. The pikachas has something over the shota. What's that? The Amre de Be we have a drasha. The Pasuk says in Sefer Dvarim, Venasan Biada, that when we give a woman a get, it has to be placed in her hand. Someone who has, not literally a hand, but someone who has the capacity to accept a get. 
This woman is a total zero. She's literally insane. You can't say that just like a pikachas can be forced to get divorced, so too a pikachas. Uh, sorry, you can't say a pikachas, so too a shota. That's not true. Because at least the pikachas is a normal human being who at least has the mental capacity to get divorced. And not only that, halfway down, not only that, the Pasuk also says, when you send this woman out of her house, when someone has the right social cues and you kick them out of your house, they don't come back. <laughs> get the hint. I've asked you to leave. What, you kicked them out. They're not like, by the way, can I stay for dinner? No, that's for people who are socially off. That's the Shota. Says the Gemara, it has to be someone who understands that when you've been sent out, don't come back. That's But this woman is not normal. That's Yosis Azu. The Shota is excluded from this drasha. She doesn't know what's going on. She gets kicked out of the house. She walks around the block, knocks on the door. Can I come for dinner? You don't belong here. But because she's a Shota, so therefore it can't be that she's subject to receiving a get because she fails the test. She's not capable enough to get a get. Says the Gemara, you're right. Lotsricha, what must be the case that we're talking with? What must be the case that we're talking about where the get works me to rise for the shota? It's a blended case. Yes, she's good at filing documents away. However, so she's a blend of a shota. She knows she files everything perfectly in her house. The taxes for 2019 are where they are. Everything's when the gas bills are where she's masudar. She's got it down. But her social cues are completely, completely gone. In that case, says the Gemara, because she's okay on the document front, she has executive functioning skills in that way, but no social skills. But because she has executive functioning skills, the, 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 it works, the get works. But why should we not allow her to go? Because because she has no social skills, people are going to take advantage of her. That's the blend of the Chareshes, of the... Of the um, uh, of the shota that we're talking about. And Amar Abaye, Dekanami, this actually is implied in our Mishnah. What it says about her is Nishtates Loyotzi. By her, it says that if she uh, is crazy, if she's insane, she cannot be divorced. The Gabe Dide, it adds a word. By Gabe Dide, this was to Michael's question. If a man is insane, Lo Yotzi Olamis, he could never. Why does it say Olamis by him and not by her? Says the Gemara, my Shnahacha. Why is it that by a man who's a Shota, it says the Ketani Olamis? permanently, never, ever, ever, so strict. Umash Nahasa, by a woman, it doesn't say that. Why the distinction? And answers the Gemara, like we've been saying, when it comes to the man, he has a psul de oraisa from giving a get. He needs das. He needs to be a chacham, he needs to be a pikech, he needs to be a regular guy. So by him, it's a din do rice, a psul do rice to the get is a zero. If she were to get a document from him that it was a divorce and she slept with another man and had a baby, the kids and moms, straight up, the divorce is a zero. However, however, by her, by her, the shota that we described by her, that's a din where her marriage is intact only midrabana. But the tushin would be this was a case where he became crazy. Yeah. So yeah, the Kedushin, the Kedushin was schal, but there was no way to get divorced. On both counts, it's just that her psul of leaving is only Durabanan. We don't, but it's for her protection. We don't want her to think about how, how sensitive the Torah was. For her protection, we trap him in that marriage because we don't want to be Nagu Bahevkar. He can't give her again. 
that's a wild scenario. I mean, it's a really a hyper, it's a hypersensitive dindarabanan that we don't allow a man to get out of the marriage, even if his wife is insane. I don't know if this plays out of mice. I'm just saying what the Gemara seems to say. It's a very a shocking level of commitment on the Torah side to protect this woman. Two thirds of the way down, three lines into the wide lines, Kufid Gimel and We're going to go to the second to last line. Amr of Yochanan ben Nuri. For this, it will help to look back in the Mishnah on Kufid Beis and Beis. The Mishnah uh, that started the new parak, five lines into the Mishnah. What did Rav Yochanan ben Nuri say? So let's read in the Mishnah. Amr Rav Yochanan ben Nuri. Why is it that when a woman is nisharsha, that she became a deaf mute, that she can be divorced? But a man who becomes a deaf mute cannot be cannot do a divorce. Amrulo the Chachamim said back to Rav Yochanan ben Nuri. Men and women are different. When a woman gets divorced, it's, a, it's a with her will or against her will. So this is the difference between them. Let's go back to our Gemara. Again, two-thirds of the way down. What was the shot of Rav Yochanan? Which part of, the, uh, of the, um, the male and female roles here, which part was, was clear to Rav Yochanan? Was it Pasha to him about the man that the man cannot do a divorce? The Isha and he was trying to clarify whether or not a woman could receive a divorce. Odilma, the other way, that Isha Pshitale, that really it was obvious to him that a woman could uh, get a divorce. Um, oh, just lost my place here, sorry. Veha'ish, um, sorry, where did I go here? Oh, sorry, there, there you go. Odilma, or perhaps Isha Pshitale, he knew about the woman, the Ish Kamibayla. So which one was it? What was Rabbi Yochanan Benuri coming to teach us? What, what was he unclear about? What did he think we were unclear about that he wanted to teach us? Says the Gemara, Tashma, this is what the Brisa says. Because they said to him, this is where grammar comes in so helpful. That they said, they said to him, the quote we just saw in our Mishnah. It seems from the phraseology of the response of the Chachamim to Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, it seems that he was trying to teach us about a man. Says the Gemara, that's not possible because a later line in the Mishnah says, a later line says, a couple of lines later in the Mishnah, we're not going to look back now, but it's referring to her, which seems to be that Rabbi Yochanan Manur must have been talking about her and not him. So it says the Gemara, Shmami, no, maybe, maybe Rabbi Yochanan Manur is talking about the woman and not the man, that that was the Chiddush and not, we knew about the man, but not the woman. Ella says the Gemara, that, that doesn't work either. Another approach could be like this. Rabbi Yochanan Manur was talking about what he thought the Chachamim should have held. Lididi says Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, according to me, I am consistent across the board, just like a man cannot do a gerishin, a woman cannot either. In the case of nisharish and nisharsha, Ella lididchu, but you, the Chachamim, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says to them, Maishna isha u Maishna ish. For you, what's the difference between them? And they answered in kind. Amrule, they said to him, that there's a difference between men and women. And then the Gemara goes, to the Mishnah, which we saw earlier, goes to the difference that a woman can be divorced, the Ritzona and Shalom, the Ritzona, and a man can only be the Ritzona. Hey, Rav Yochanan ben Nuri. Uh, this was another line in the Mishnah, but we don't really need it for uh, Rav Yochanan ben Gudgida. So Amar Rava, Rav Yochanan ben Gudgida. From what we saw in our Mishnah about Rav Yochanan ben Gudgida, he was able to infer the following. Omar, he taught the following. Omar le'edim, excuse me. Omar le'edim, if he says to Edim, Ru'u get ze she'ani nosin. Everybody take a look. 
here's the get that I'm going to give to my wife. The Omar law, yet when he gives the get to his wife, he changes the language. Uh, please hold on to this document of debt. So what's her mindset? Her mindset is that he's giving, a, I don't know, a Home Depot, a Home Depot debt, a credit card bill. If she, it's not what, what she thought it was. It's a get. What's the halacha? Hareze megureshes. She's divorced. That's unbelievable. Uh, a man stands there in front of Adam and says, here's a get for my wife, walks over to her and says, here's a credit card bill. And then when she accepts it, they're divorced. Says the Gemara, Mi lo amar After all, don't we know what Rav Yochanan ben Gudgada said in our Mishnah? We don't need her opinion. We don't need her knowledge. She can be divorced against her will. Says the Gemara, Here too in this case as well. We don't need her das. Yes, here there was a ruse. And if, normally in a regular case, he takes the get and says, hey, I don't like you. And he throws it at her and she catches it. They're divorced. But this is different because here he says, I have a kid, but I don't want to tell her, hey, here's a credit card bill. And she accepts it. Why should they be divorced? Because that's what Rav Yochanan and Good Gudah held, says the Gemara. Well, because Rav Yochanan and Good Gudah holds it, that we don't need any dust, Pshita, that should be obvious. And the Gemara responds, that's not true. This case is not obvious. I might have thought, that when he changed his language from here is your get to here is the credit card bill, maybe, maybe internally, he was actually nullifying the efficacy of the divorce. The get is no longer valid. Why? Because he changed what he called it. It's not a get anymore. You called it something else. And therefore, maybe we should assume that that's not true. That they are still divorced because if really his desire was to be mevatel that get, then he would have done it. He would have said it to the Edim, but he didn't do that. Because he didn't say to the Edim that I'm going to be divorcing, uh, that I'm going to be tearing up the get, that get is still uh, in force. And that was the inference from our Mishnah that according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, if a man wants to divorce his wife, he can have a star, uh, a, get, um, a get written up for her. And he can say to the Edim, just please watch that I'm sending this to her and handing it to her. And they watch. But what he says to her is a lie. Here's the credit card bill. And she accepts it, the halacha is that they're divorced. Unbelievable. We'll stop right here. Mirza Hashem will pick up tomorrow night with Kufya Dalit. Wishing you all a beautiful night.